this is Coffee Number 5. I'm your host, Lara Schmoisman. Welcome back to Coffee Number 5. And today we have Melissa Casera. And I'm so, so, so excited because I'm a big fan. This lady, she sent me her OMG emails. And I get so, so, so excited when I get them because they're fun. They're so much fun. And I know that when I'm going to read them, I'm going to be laughing or just smirking or something. It's so hard to have that consistent voice when you're sending an email. And you're always, every time that you send an email, you're really fighting for that swipe, for the, no, please don't delete me. How do you do it? Please tell us, how do you get that consistency going and get that people to don't delete your message? You have a secret. Yeah. <laughs> I have a few secrets <laughs> to share. Well, first, thank you for your kind compliment about my newsletter. Um, it's like my favorite little baby in the world. And um, so there are a few things to creating like what I would say a really binge worthy or really captivating newsletter um, or just having a consistent voice and message across all of your branding, which is super important. So it's something that I created gosh, geez, like maybe almost 10 years ago now, I call it the swirl. So what the swirl is, is it's combining your professional skills with your passions, along with your guilty pleasures or not so guilty pleasures, because some people don't like the phrase guilty pleasure. So <laughs> I'm okay with saying not so guilty pleasure. The, the purpose of that phrase is just to say that it's something in your world that gives you like that spine tingling feeling, right? It's like almost a little naughty in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I love that phrase because it, it evokes that. So um, I created this kind of model of combining those three different things to make it easier for people to fuse those together and then carry that across all of their messaging and all of their platforms. So I'll give you like what my swirl looks like so that you guys can all know um, and see how I do this. Okay, let's see. So my professional skill is um, publicity, marketing, branding. That's like my background. That's what I've been doing the past 15 years. So that's my professional skill. I like to wrap it up and call it publicity, um, though that has a lot of little corners and facets. My passion is pop culture. I'm obsessed with pop culture. I love particularly movies and television shows. Um, it's like something that I've always been obsessed with since I was a little girl and still am. And, and it's not just watching them and gossiping about them and being in like fan forums. I mean, that is a part of it, certainly. Um, but it's your, your guilty pleasure. No, this is my passion. Okay. <laughs> I'll get to my guilty pleasure in a okay. minute. Um, but yeah, so this is my true passion. It's something that I've like loved. Like I said, ever since I was a little girl, I used to be an actress. Um, now I'm a screenwriter as well as a publicity strategist. And so I really love fusing pop culture into everything. It's just a part of me. It's who I am. It's like a very deep passion of mine. And a guilty pleasure of mine is coffee. So perfect that I'm on this podcast, right? <laughs> it's of course. Right? That's why it's called Coffee Number 5. Obviously. Uh -huh. yeah. 
obviously. So you'll never see me without a coffee in my hand. Essentially, um, caffeine doesn't affect me at all. So I can drink like 15 coffees a day and it's all good. So essentially, I swirl all three of those things together. And that's what keeps my voice sounding so number one consistent because I'm fully showing up as myself and who I am. I'm not backing away. I'm not taking pieces of myself out or filtering them out, which is a very common thing business owners do, is that they'll like completely edit themselves out of their brand because they're afraid someone's going to judge them. Somebody's going to not like me. It's not going to be quote unquote professional, right? So they'll end up editing their entire personality out of everything. But in my opinion, I think you need to stop doing that and actually incorporate your entire personality because no one has the same makeup as you. No one has the same swirl as you. No one is you. So the more you lean into who you truly are as a person, the more you will stand out and the more consistent you'll be with your voice because you're honestly just being yourself. That's one of my big um beliefs as a marketer myself is that each person is unique and there are many doctors out there there are many lawyers out there but and we are all competing in the same market but what make every person i mean each one of them different that they are themselves so if they don't show who they are how can you compete so as a publicist, what do you think that they should do? Should they hide themselves? Should they hide a part of themselves? Should they choose the persona that they should be showing to the world? What would you suggest them as a publicist? Absolutely don't hide who you are um, because that is what makes you stand out. So, um, you know, when I used to do public relations for other people. Now I just teach it. Um, but I used to be a strategist and do it for clients. And that was always, I would say, the trickiest thing in the beginning of our work together was that everyone wanted to like filter themselves um, or try on a persona or just kind of be somebody that they're not, or they see how someone else is and they feel like they need to copy that person um, in order to be successful. None of those things are the case. You just need to show up and be yourself. And particularly with publicity, um, you know, if you are looking for more visibility in your business, which most of us are in a position that we mm -hmm. want more visibility, um, depending on, you know, the medium that you're using, like, you must stand out in some way and people want you to stand out. So an example is if you're going after press coverage, for example, if you want to be on podcasts like this one, um, mm -hmm. if you want to be featured in Forbes, if you want to be on television, right? Any of those things. They are looking for dynamic personalities. They're looking for people who show up fully as themselves because what they want is something different. They don't want the same old cookie cutter thing coming on and saying the same old thing all the time, right? They want new, they want different. And so the way that you do that is just by showing up and being your full self and keeping your eyes on your own paper, not looking at what other people are doing, um, and just fully leaning into who you are. And I'd say the the biggest complaint that I'll get from people is that they're worried 
that if they do that, um, they're going to turn people off. And I always say, well, yes, <laughs> you are going to turn people off because of that's what we want to do anyway as business owners, right? You want to attract your ideal client and you want to turn off the non-ideals. It's like being a nightclub bouncer, right? You want to bounce out the people that are going to be a nightmare and a headache and fight you for payment and go back on their contracts, right? You don't want those people. Uh, absolutely. And if you accept them, Later on, you're going to learn the hard way that you didn't want them. Yes. To start with. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So it's, it's leaning even more into being your authentic self to just showing more of your personality actually is an effective way to bounce out non-ideal clients because, and I, I use it myself, like there are lots of people out there that would find it incredibly annoying that I have like a deep passion for soap operas or romance novels, right? And the fact that I love these things and reality TV. They would think that that's low classy or whatever. And if that's the way they feel, that's valid and fine. But I can tell you, we're not going to have a good working relationship because if I can't talk about my love for The Bachelor occasionally, or that's going to be like disgusting to someone, well, I don't want mm -hmm. them as my client, right? Because then I have to feel like, oh, I can't, I can't say that, or I can't make that joke, or I can't do this because, ooh, they might get offended. I don't even want to play in that space, right? So well, the truth is that you spend a lot of time with your client. And if you want to have an honest relationship with your client, you need to have that kind of relationship in where you can share and be honest of who you are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about, we're living in a very strange times. I'm still waiting to go outside. I live in the suburbs and find a zombie. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's kind of scary. So what can we say to our clients? How do you address your clients that they're kind of freak out? And they don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it is an, a very interesting time, a very chaotic time. Um, I'm of the mind, I think, right now that there isn't really one way to be. I mean, of course, I want to encourage people if they're feeling motivated during these times to, you know, put some weight behind projects that they've been shelving because maybe they have a little bit of extra time now, you know, away from the office. Um, or, you know, maybe this is the time to retool or restyle a business offer that you have to fit our current climate because if you have a brick and mortar, space, it's closed, right? Um, so certainly, mm -hmm. you know, there are ways to show up in that way and help clients. But I also have some students who, you know, right now are just feeling so incredibly overwhelmed. Like they just can't think about that. And I think that's okay too. Like there, there are definitely people that are like, I'm going to use this time to like write the book I've always wanted to write or to, you know, make the show I've always wanted to make. But then there are people that don't feel that way. Like they're not feeling particularly motivated and that would be damaging for them to have to work on some bigger project. And so I just feel like there is no right or wrong way to be right now. It's just kind of honoring where people are. And if you want to be more motivated, more productive, like I'm here to help. And if you don't, then I'm here to support and give you virtual love and cheers. And that's basically how I've been showing up for my clients um, and just really trying to create like a safe space for them because I, most people that I engage with are all in my classes. So it's all group experiences. And so I just create a safe space for them there to talk about how they're feeling, however they're feeling. 
That's so interesting. But not so long ago, you started something kind of obsessive, something that obsessed. Yes. You want to tell us a little more about that? Sure. So um, six years ago, uh-huh. I um, created a program called Obsessed, and um, it's essentially was a culmination of all of my work up until that point, um, all of the ways that I run my business and all of the ways that I've helped my clients over that like previous decade. And, um, and basically what, what it's about is it's a way to create as a business owner, an obsessed fan base for your work, which then leads to more sales, more signups, more fan mail. Um, in essence, doing a lot less external marketing and work to create that. So at its core, it's like a customer loyalty program. It's essentially showing up and loving up and being your full self and really caring about the customers that come into your space and doing everything from a place of what I believe is pleasure. So it's like we talked about in the beginning with my swirl effect method, right? It's about creating conditions in your business and in your life where you can show up as yourself, feel confident and comfortable to do that, and then infusing that into every corner of your business, which then catapults your offers. It makes your messaging more exciting. It makes your content more exciting. It attracts more people. So you're doing less of that work of like, trying to externally sell, sell, sell. This is so hard. This is so hard. And you're actually attracting more people in because you're attracting the right people when you show up as your darn self. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I created it six years ago. We're still going strong today. Um, and we're, I have some kind of exciting things that may be coming. Well, we'll see how it shakes out this year, but maybe a little later this year, I may be um, developing a product around it as well, but I can't give details on it just yet. Well, you will let us know when it's But time. I will let you know. Please. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's but really what, a what if what, what if someone comes to you and say, well, but I, I cannot let go. I'm so afraid. And it's hard to let go. And how do you help them? Yeah. Find that true identity and who they are. Yeah. So it usually happens incrementally. Um, You know, occasionally I will have a client who's like, all in. (laughs) They're like, all right, I, you know, I'm just ready to go and be myself. But that's pretty rare. Um, Most of us need to incrementally work our way through this so that we get more and more confident and comfortable with being ourselves and showing up as ourselves. So I always say, you know, start with one thing. So it could be like, I usually tell people to start with content because that's the easier way to start rather than like creating, crafting a whole offer or message right out of the gate. Um, Instead, I just say like, how about you pick like one social media platform, for example, maybe it's Instagram. And like you commit to showing up on there fully as yourself. And then I work with them on what that might look like and I'll give them some ideas to jumpstart it. I just did it this weekend, in fact, with somebody um, whom I was, she was scared to like 
merge these kind of two selves that she had. She's, she's a um, ballerina and fitness instructor and a yoga instructor and like, but she's also a writer. And I kept telling her, you should be merging like this beautiful poetic writing that you have with your other work because your clients are going to be so attracted to that. Like they're going to love that. Like you have these beautiful spiritual messages that you have been like secretly carving in journals all this time. And like, they would love it. And so she was terrified because she didn't consider herself a writer. So I gave her a challenge that she had to put out um, one by Monday and she did it right away. And then she got this amazing feedback because people were like, wow, like that's so profound. I didn't know you wrote. That's a wow. Like how cool. I've always wanted to journal. I've always wanted to write or I've always wanted to write poems or, you know, it might spark something in them like that they've always wanted to do. And she was being vulnerable and authentic to put that out there. And um, it just, it's fun to watch that. So usually once you do it in a small way and and then you see the reaction you get, and it's usually a very positive reaction, then it gives you that confidence to do it again and do it again and do it again. So it's like the little dial going up. So I usually tell people to do, do it incrementally that way versus like doing a full <laughs> makeover of everything because that can feel too intense. Oh, but we live in a very judgmental world, and that's the truth. And did it ever happen to you that you have one of those people that they have a very traditional and well-respected profession, but then they have another really wild side? How can you mix those? Mm -hmm. um, because you know that if you mix it, they're going to get a lot of issues in their professional side. Yeah. So it kind of depends. I mean, certainly there are going to be exceptions for these types of things. But for the most part, um, what that really boils down to is the people that are criticizing them are actually their peers and not their ideal clients. So in, in my experience, it's like you should be doing all of your marketing, all of your messaging, like everything you show up for in your business should be about your client, your ideal clients. Like that's who you show up to serve. You should not need the accolades of your peers, right? Or the validation of your peers. If you get that, fine, right? But that should never be like the driving force of why you show up to work every day. And what tends to happen is a lot of us will get so wrapped up in that validation of our peers that when we start to show up in like this more authentic way, then our peers are like, wait, you can't do that. That's so unprofessional. We don't do this in our industry. And it's always coming from the peers, never from your ideal clients. That's so true. And so if you just stop caring, and I know it's not going to happen overnight, but if you train yourself to stop caring about what your peers think and realize I'm not showing up here to get validation and my ego stroked by my peers. I'm showing up here for my clients. That's who I care about. That's my why. That's why I'm here. Then you'll be good. You just go forth with that. And yeah, you will get criticism for your peers a lot of times because they're envious because they want to show up as themselves, but they don't feel confident. So it's easier to cut you down than to like actually put themselves out there as who they really are. So you just have to keep tuning that noise out. Um, and, and I can say, you know, I fell in that trap many years ago, like in the very beginning of my career, I used to always care what my 
my peers thought. And I would get, as soon as I would infuse any of my real personality into it, I would get such harsh, horrible feedback. And then once I realized what was happening, I'm like, oh, these, this is just coming from my peers. They're not paying me. I think Ru- RuPaul has a great quote. It's like, if they're not paying your bills, pay them no mind. And I'm like, yes, uh-huh. that is the greatest well, That's thing. great. It's great. But yeah, I think that that happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. But only a few were able to realize what is really happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you just have to sort of check yourself and say, okay, who's giving this criticism, right? Is it coming from my ideal clients? No, it's not. It's always coming from peers or it's coming from completely non-ideal clients that are like gravely offended by some, you know, simple thing that you said, which you, know, and, you can't do. And what about your friends? Because I, I see situations where your friends or even family, when you finally find yourself and you're showing yourself as who you want to be, are friends feel uncomfortable? Family feel uncomfortable? How do you deal or how you suggest your clients to deal with those situations? Well, I don't work too much with my clients on like their personal relationships, but I mean, from a personal standpoint, I can say, go to therapy. (laughs) That's really me. Um, I've done that myself uh, and I do it now. I'm a huge fan of therapy. Um, You know, but what I'll say, like I said, I, I don't do this professionally as in like work with people on their personal relationships, but I can just speak from my own experience. You know, when you are showing up as truly yourself in your life, not just your business, but because now this is bleeding over into life if we're talking about family and personal relationships, because it's easy to have a boundary between your business and your life. Um, but if, if it's like, well, I'm going to show up more as me and in my life, not just my business, well, then sometimes you have to come to terms and grips with not everyone accepts that, right? Even people you Absolutely. thought were your friends, even people you thought were close family. Now, I don't want to tell everybody what to do. I don't want to say like ditch those people, but I can only say from my personal experience that, you know, I went through it. Um, I realized that maybe I was holding on to toxic relationships that I didn't need anymore and worked through that process to release those. Um, and the more I was showing up as myself, I, I realized that I was attracting more friendships into my world that were like awesome people. And it was like, once you cut the cord of those toxic friendships that no longer serve or whatever relationships, right? For some people it's romantic, whatever that is, or family. Um, But once you sever like the cord of those toxic relationships or have really incredible boundaries, um, then you can open your world and open yourself to like welcome in these awesome people that end up being like phenomenal friendships. So I feel so proud of myself now. It's like, I tell my husband this all the time. I'm like, I'm so proud of the friendships that I built because I really had to be very diligent with, you know, cutting out toxic relationships from my life and then welcoming in these new friendships and just like really giving my all to those. And it's been wonderful. And we all, you know, understand each other. Not all of my friends are entrepreneurs either, but like everyone has a mutual respect of like, you know, it's, it's just like, no matter who you are, like you can just show up as yourself. There is zero judgment. And, um, yeah, and it, but it does take a while to create that kind of life that you want. Right. And I mean, for my personal experience, like I said, I needed therapy as a helping crutch through that because it is complicated 
particularly when dealing with personal relationships, um, but it's totally doable. And all that starts from accepting who you are and let it show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for being here. It is such a pleasure and I can't wait to get your this week or next week's email. Uh, this week. <laughs> this week, this week. I don't know what if it's this week, next week anymore. All I'm the days home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really hope next time I talk to you, I really get to get out of the street and have a, a coffee with you. Wonderful, me too. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, thank you so much and I will talk to you very, very soon. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for having me. It was so good to have you here today. See you next time. Catch you on the flip side. Ciao, ciao.